right, so this is Tina and Sarah today here talking about the three stages of Gemini. And if you're not familiar with third stage astrology, what, we, what I've discovered is that every sign has three different stages and each stage is a completely different personality type that lasts for many lifetimes. So we're looking at a very long-term development of the soul. And so to really understand a sign, you can't just really look at coffee table astrology, as I call it, which has all these stereotyped ideas of what the signs are. And a lot of people just aren't going to fit their sign because they're in a different stage than is a stage that our current society has a lot of information readily available for. And some signs, they're just completely, they just don't understand the, the deeper meaning of the particular sun sign. So with each sign, there's a particular purpose that the soul expresses in its own unique way. So when you look at your birth chart, it's always completely individual and unique, and it's gonna talk about the, the way you have chosen to express the particular purpose of your sign. So Gemini's purpose really is to be the scout that goes ahead of the rest of humanity and takes us, ahead, takes us to our next step of understanding or knowledge or technology, or you know, makes a contribution to the future of what it is we're here to achieve and here to do. Now, we are not all Gemini's are doing that right at the moment because they may be caught up in completing a process of their development, untangling riddles that have challenged them because every sign it's deep, it's a long-term process, and there's gonna be stresses and challenges along the way. So if we understand the stages of the signs, then we can get through our challenges more quickly and we can get to what our real purpose is and fulfill the things we really want to fulfill in our lives. So because Gemini is here to take everybody ahead, they have to first make the discoveries of their own unique talents, abilities, or particular brand of knowledge or creativity that's going to be the skill they're gonna to use to take humanity ahead. So first stage is about developing that. And what happens with people who are in first stage Gemini is that they are really the original hermits. And Gemini really is the hermit of the zodiac, even very friendly outgoing Geminis. And this is such a contradiction to what coffee table astrology says, because it always says, oh, they're the life of the party and they have so many friends and they're also outgoing. And they can be like that for sure. Not all of them are like that at all. Some Geminis don't do that in any way, but some Geminis can have that outer expression and yet there's the really old part of them goes off and is by themselves. And it's either a very pleasant experience for them and or a lonely experience because it really can be both. So in first stage Gemini, the person is alone a lot and they can even be married, they can have family, but they're off on their own. They're making their discoveries. They're, they're separated from everybody else. And inside themselves, they really don't feel like they quite belong in, in society, like they really belong to humanity. Humans are very fascinating, interesting, amazing creatures. They'd like to be part of what's going on, but they don't really feel they're going to be part of anything or be able to really truly be part of it until they make their contribution. So I often think of first stage Gemini as being like, like there's a big potluck supper being planned in, in, in humanity. And the, the Gemini person thinks, well, I'm going to bring a really good dish. And then I'll really have given this sincere gift to the world and I'll have shown that I have value and that I belong. And so they spend, they spend a couple of lifetimes developing that skill, developing that knowledge, that, those discoveries. And because they do that, 
they are developing the mind or the talents or the intuition and they're not developing emotionally because we develop emotionally through intimate relationships and through deep contact with other people and gemini does not have that experience during a long phase in their early development so they develop in a sort of lopsided way and this is this is sort of the foundation of where coffee table astrology talks about gemini's as being two people well they're not really two people we all have two sides to ourselves which is our emotional relational left a right brain self and then our intellectual left brain self and for everyone the emotional part of us is the midbrain and it has the logic of a three or four year old so everybody's emotional self never really grows up this is actually why we love pets so much most of us because they're still in that phase they're developing that part of the brain that's the mammal brain so there's they've got that three four year old emotional logic and that part of us that has that same three, four-year-old emotional logic can relate to them and we kind of nourish each other that way. But poor Gemini's don't, didn't have a way of doing that with anybody human. Some of them don't have pets either, some do. <laughs> and, but they develop the other side of the mind far ahead of the rest of humanity. And what they are hoping is that when they've developed these gifts, they'll have a wonderful contribution to bring to this potluck dinner and then they'll belong, and then they can have relationships. It's not that they don't want a relationship, it's just that they don't think it, they can do it yet. Mm -hmm. So by the end of first stage Gemini, those talents and skills have been developed and, and, and the gift is ready and the person gives it out to the world. And what happens is that sometimes people will say, wow, you're a genius, because I, I call Gemini in my book, the child genius. And the child is that emotional self and the genius is what the soul develops. And again, there are stages of Gemini where that genius part of the mind isn't even operative. My aunt had Down syndrome and she was a Gemini. It actually runs in my family. My, my, my sister has it. My sister's a son in Gemini. My father was son in Gemini. His siblings are son in Gemini. <laughs> and his sister that had Down syndrome was in the phase of Gemini where it was so important to work on that emotional self. So that highly intellectual piece was just absent at that time. Mm -hmm. So even if they're not showing the genius, it is still an aspect of the soul just to give you that deeper sense of things so at any rate that when they when they give out the gift there they may have people go wow you're incredible and they put them up on a giant pedestal and then gemini thinks well this is kind of nice i'm being accepted i'm i'm here in the world and people like me but it's kind of lonely up here on this pedestal and i nobody really everybody's looking at me as being above them but I feel so socially inept and backward. I don't feel like I belong. I'm not feeling close to anybody. And I don't know if they will, if they'll like me, if they see that other side of me that doesn't really know how to, how to relate in that simple way. The other part of the time when they give out their gifts, and sometimes it, a person may have more than one lifetime in this latter part of first stage Gemini, and they have common have different sorts of experiences depending on when and where you, you show the gifts to the world so other times what's extremely common is that what they have to give the world is too far ahead of its time and it freaks people out people, humans don't like change and some of us do if we've got a strong uranus if you understand what that means astrologically <laughs> you don't stay tuned <laughs> we'll cover that at some point but at any rate most people don't like change and they look at what Gemini has to say and they attack it because they don't want things to be different. They don't want their world disrupted. It's too controversial. And the poor Gemini person who's been spending lifetimes 
very purely and innocently working on this wonderful gift are they're, they're completely shocked and traumatized because i can never imagine that this thing that was a, an expression of love that's so valuable and beneficial to the world could ever possibly be rejected so it's a trauma and it's the trauma every sign has a trauma at the end of first stage and the reaction to that trauma is what will moves them into second stage now every sign also has an opportunity called the crossroads which Sarah used, was reminding me when we made a few of these rooms, reminding me to talk about the crossroads. <laughs> I'm always interested in the crossroads. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really fascinating. <laughs> and the crossroads allows us to go straight to the third stage. And the third stage is where we have our act together, where we're living out the full purpose and where everything's expressing in balance. So a person can react to that trauma in a, health, in a healthy way, but it's hard to do because it's it, the, the emotional self has been waiting for lifetimes to have love, to have intimacy, to have that simple emotional nourishment. And instead they've gotten slapped and rejected. And so their general reaction is to move into second stage. And in second stage, what happens is that the emotional self is now controlling things, but it's controlling things from behind the scenes because it's afraid to reveal itself. The Gemini, second stage Gemini person feels that their emotions are a weak point they know that they're not as emotionally developed or strong as other people. They do know that they've got a, a brilliance or a cunning that's kind of ahead of everybody else. They see things other people don't, but they're, they're pretty socially and emotionally inept, even though they can often play the game of not being that way at all. That's mm -hmm. how they feel underneath. So the decision that the person makes when the trauma happens determines what type of second stage Gemini the person becomes. And people can be blends of these types. But if they uh, decide that it was something I did wrong, what did I do wrong? I must have made a mistake. I must have done something that, that was inappropriate. I'll be good. I'll try to please everybody. Mm -hmm. So I call this type of second stage Gemini the good child Gemini. And the good child Gemini is a person who will still be talented and have capabilities, but they will try to please other people and they tend to be put in situations or gravitate to situations where the majority of their abilities are not being recognized or not being utilized. They're working at a much lower level than what they're capable of because that's all they feel society accepts. They will, you know, in, in, in professional situations, they get used by the, by the companies or the individuals they're working for. And again, my father was that type of second stage Gemini and he essentially kept his company afloat and he was the lowest paid person where he worked and he, he was always afraid to make changes because they're afraid it's ironically that he was afraid to make changes because what traumatized him was the changes he was bringing to the world and people people panicked so then the gemini second the good child second stage gemini has this underlying feeling of insecurity if i don't follow other people's rules then i, I just might not make it so there, there's a frustration all the time. And in their professional arena, in their, in their, when they interact with the outside world, they're very giving and they're, they're, very, they're very quick to want to try and please. They can be submissive and subservient. When they're in their private world, they're extremely frustrated. So not every second stage good child Gemini, but many of them have a really bad temper when they're home alone <laughs> with their family, with the people closest to them. There's nowhere else for this frustration to go. And we feel as though, well, the people closest to us are the least likely 
to abandon us or reject us. And that because the emotions are not well-developed, the emotional control is not really well-developed. And so there's a temper issue that's, mm -hmm. that good child second stage Geminis have. The other response is the opposite response to good child Gemini. And that is the bad child Gemini who says it was the world's fault. You guys did this and I am mad at you. And so the child, instead of deciding, I'll be good, I'll be good, says, well, it's all your fault and I'm going to make you pay. So there's a brilliant persona and, and a, you know, a brilliant mind. And behind the scenes, it's being run by a two-year-old that's having a tantrum. <laughs> but it's having often a sneaky tantrum. <laughs> and so bad child, second stage Geminis, they're, they like to cause trouble. And they, they will do it sometimes in a very overt way. Sometimes they do it in a in a covert way, there, there are games that, that, that they will play. There's vengeance of, of one form or another that they're doing in their personal life. They're, they may be rebellious in terms of their professional life and, and, and jump from job to job or you know, just subvert their, subvert their situation they're in. Is this where Geminis kind of get their reputation for um, kind of that multiple personality because there can be the, that, that too extreme? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Two heads, kind of. Yeah. That's kind of what you typically, um, you know, think of when you're you're thinking of a Gemini. It's true. Yes, and because there's these there's three types of second stage Gemini, and I'll get to the third type in a second. There, a person can sometimes be a blend. Like some people are just pure good child Gemini, some people are pure bad child Gemini. But sometimes people blend. A person can actually be a blend of good and bad child. So when you have that, you really have. Who are you today? <laughs> you know, what yeah. Because it's, it's depending on what emotional reaction is, is operating. And again, it always relates back to that original trauma. And this is where you know, past life therapy can sometimes be really valuable because if you can go back and replay the trauma and rework the trauma, then you don't have to be operating under those knee-jerk reactions. It's not necessary for Geminis to do that. It, you can actually look at an astrological chart and see whether it's more valuable for the person to approach it that way or whether they can just work on, you always get enough material in this lifetime to heal and unravel these wounds, even though they go back in other lifetimes, generally speaking. Anyway, so if a person felt like, what did I do wrong and you guys are wrong and they had those both of those feelings fluctuating at the same time, you're gonna get a blend of good child, bad child. And sometimes people go through long phases in their lives when they operate as one personality type and then they move to the other personality type. So the third stage of second, third type of second stage Gemini is what I call the noble rebel. And that is more like an adolescent response. So in a sense, it's a little bit more, a little more developed a response than the other two. Although the funny thing is they all have their ultimate value once they're transformed and the person gets to the third stage they can you can always go back and utilize the things you were using when you were making a mess of your playpen <laughs> basically so the more adolescent approach is the society has done this society is corrupt there's something wrong with the structure out there i'm going to rebel against it i'm going to change it i'm going to make it different that's really a little more accurate about the situation but because there's still trauma involved and there's still an ex very intense emotion involved the noble rebel is, is a little bit like Don Quixote. They will choose very extreme causes oh. and fight against things that are way out there, way beyond their time. 50 years, 100 years from now, people will be getting what it is they're talking about. But right now, they're, they're championing what, what pretty much looks like 
hopeless causes mm-hmm. and stressing themselves out. So they're, you know, they're very rebellious, idealistic. They tend to, they tend to, and again, we can get mixtures there. So if you bring bad child into noble rebel, you're going to get a terrorist. <laughs> If if you bring good child into noble rebel, you'll get the person who 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 goes into that dead end job and and tries really hard to please them, but then is still out there burning themselves out after hours trying to change this cause, this you know, accomplish this this idealistic goal. Uh, Sometimes a bad child um, noble rebel mixture will just cause trouble in their personal life. They'll, They'll you know they'll. They'll, they'll plot against people and they'll, they'll betray people, basically. They don't necessarily see it as that. They, they just have to, they get it in their head and twist it around that they're writing wrong sometimes. That's another thing that can occur. So it's a complex, there's a complex fabric to all of this. But the real bottom line is for everybody in second stage, second stage is a compensation. This is with every sign. Second stage is a compensation to the traumas that occurred at the end of first stage. And although what we do in our compensation deepens us, develops certain skills, develops certain understanding, it always ends up being a dead end. So by the time we get to the end of second stage, we're really at this dead end situation. We're so frustrated, we're so exhausted, and many signs when they get to the end of second stage and start into second, third stage, or many people in many signs, will have health breakdowns just because the the degree of stress and the degree of, of a dysfunctional situation for a good child gemini as an example or you know dysfunctional relationships for the bad child gemini you're tired of getting going in and out of prison um (laughs) the 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 noble rebel has just burned themselves out and it's been so hopeless and they don't know how to change the world it's they reach a breaking point everyone reaches a breaking point at the end of second stage where they are looking for the answers and they know they don't know how to operate their lives in a constructive way anymore. They want to heal themselves. They want to find a way through this. And so for everybody, you start questioning yourself. You start looking for answers. You start going within. Now, in all the signs, each of the stages has a certain part of the psyche that is dominant. So in all the signs, the conscious mind is the dominant part of first stage. So things are pretty simple for first stage people. You just use your rational mind and you go out and live your life. Second stage, you think that's what you're doing, but what's really the dominant part of the psyche in second stage is the subconscious. The subconscious is compensating. Mm -hmm. In third stage, the higher self or the spiritual consciousness of an individual is the dominant part of the psyche. So when we're in second, third stage, which lasts for about one to four decades, we are building more and more of a relationship with our spiritual self, our higher self, and transforming subconscious patterns that have been going on for lifetimes. And so for each sign, there are certain keys to transform the riddles that we all experience in our second, third stage transition. And for second, stage, second, third stage Gemini, the most important thing is to nurture and to love that second stage emotional self. We want to love that child self. And because a second stage Gemini is hiding their emotional self behind them. And second stage Gemini people have a very big fear of intimacy. And big fear, by that I mean emotional intimacy. Because they're really afraid that they're weak. Yeah. And that their emotional self is such a weak point. It's such an Achilles heel. They'll never be desired. They'll never be wanted. They were rejected for their greatest strengths. So never mind their weaknesses. No, no, way, no way anybody's going to ever love me. 
if nobody loves me for my strengths, they hate me for my strengths half the time, how are they ever going to accept my weakness? So it's like they're hiding it behind themselves all the time. So it's really important that they love that part of themselves and start to unconditionally nurture that emotional part of themselves. And I remember quite a few years ago, I listened to an interview of John Bradshaw in the, on the radio, and he was just talking about coming out of denial and doing emotional healing. But the way that he described the process of it, I thought to myself, this guy must be a Gemini because he describes so perfectly what the process of second, third stage Gemini is. And of course, we often teach the things that we have developed ourselves. Yeah. You didn't realize this was the Gemini process. It's, I mean, all these processes are applicable to all of us, but mm -hmm. the, the process that applies to our sign is of course the most crucial one for us. Mm -hmm. So to really be our own best friend, to be unconditionally loving and accepting of that childlike emotional self is crucial for second, third stage Gemini people. So that they reach the point when they go into third stage where they no longer hide that emotional self behind them like it's a weakness. They, they now have this unconditionally loved and unconditionally loving childlike part of themselves. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing about third stage Gemini people is they're always childlike. They never get old. There, mm -hmm. There's always this sense of joy and, and this youthful perspective on life. And so, because that, in a way, that childlike self, it sort of, it sort of was Peter Pan, it froze, it never grew up. <laughs> and for it to be loved and nurtured and for the whole entire being to actually mature and grow in a positive way allows that child self to no longer be childish, but to retain a childlike quality. Mm -hmm. So to just be there for your emotional self is, is, is incredibly crucial for second, third stage Gemini. The other thing that's important is that the person know how or develop the ability to learn how to tap the higher mind, work with that higher self, work with their higher intuitive and perceptual capabilities so that they, they become a social scientist. They start to learn what's going on in society, what are the trends in society. They start to learn how to bring their gifts back into the world but in the right place at the right time. Because one, one problem at the end of first stage Gemini is that they, were, they, were, they really were way too far ahead of their time. And, and noble child, noble rebel second stage Gemini are still doing that. They're still too far ahead of their time. You have to pick your battles <laughs> and choose something that, that really is needed in the world and it's still gonna be ahead of its time and a little bit controversial. But if it's just a little bit ahead of its time and you can find the right audience for what you have to say, Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you look at John, John, John Bradshaw's contributions, there would be certain environments where no one would want to hear what he had to say. So you don't go into that environment. You don't go into that culture. You don't go there. You go to a place where people are ready to hear what you have to say. So in order to do that, being able to understand what's going on in mass consciousness, which Gemini has a natural capacity to do, especially as they start opening up the spiritual self and opening up their, their higher mind and their higher intuition, gives them the ability to be in the right place at the right time. And because they've been loving and nurturing their emotional self, they, they attract really constructive relationships. So they attract a really constructive partner in their lives. You know, I always, I always think of, when I think of second, third stage and third stage Gemini and that facet of attracting a constructive partner, I think about Paul McCartney, because he had Linda, and she was just such a perfect example of what what Gemini needs as they're going into third stage and also second third stage Gemini people will attract positive oh, so attract positive relationships 
in terms of friends and family. So they have, they have a supportive team around them. Because when they first came out in the world with their gifts at the end of first stage, they were all by themselves. And that's just, that's just too tentative and, and too difficult. It doesn't have to be difficult. <laughs> and, yeah. and when the person has this understanding of where to bring their gifts to, when to bring it, how to bring it out, and they have that supportive, emo um, emotionally supportive environment of positive partnership, and supportive friends and family, then they can go out and still do something that's really kind of unique and different and somewhat controversial, but it, but it, it, it flies. Mm -hmm. And so then there's this tremendous joy and satisfaction that comes from that and there's a real balance in life. So if we go back to the end of first stage and we look at the crossroads, so what happens for a crossroads, a crossroading Gemini, this would be a person who's just been immediately, instantly traumatized by the negative reaction that, they've, that they didn't expect to receive from society. And what they need to do at that point in time is, is tremendous emotional nourishment of themselves. And it, it's, what happens for Geminis too is that there's a, there's a sort of spiritual illusion that all human beings are very, very prone to, which is this illusion that we're all separate from one another. And that everything else out there is out there and I'm in here all by myself, and I have to handle this all by myself. Mm -hmm. Reality is we're living in a greater oneness. We have these senses that make it seem like we're separate from everyone and everything else, but it's actually an illusion, we're not. So to know that we are in this place of oneness and that I have a purpose and maybe I didn't quite take the steps that ensured success right now, but I'm gonna be very, very loving to my emotional self I'm not going to assume it's a weakness. You know, this requires an older soul usually to make the crossroads leap in any sign. Usually we don't do first, third stage until we're pretty developed. But a pretty developed first stage Gemini who's an older soul could understand, I got to be my own best friend here because this was tough. <laughs> mm. And I do deserve love. I didn't have to earn it by going out and giving out my big gifts. That was something I made up in my head. And I'm going to reach for the higher understanding that's going to help me bring myself out in the right place at the right time. So they'll, they'll transition right over into healthy relationships. They'll transition into being able to give their gifts out in a constructive way. Mm. So they don't have to go through all these, these other three personality types that are reactions to trauma, that second stage experiences. However, so, person, hmm, go ahead. Sorry, we talk about the first, third stage quite a bit. Is it like, is it common that people will be able to do that kind of transfer, or is it is it like one in five, or is it more common or less common? I would say it's probably one in thirty to one in a hundred. It's very rare. It's very rare. Yeah, I could yeah. see why it would be rare. The interesting thing is that the the, uh, the sign I've seen it in the most, and I really don't know why yet is Aries. For some reason, Aries makes first, third stage way more often than any other sign. It might not be the best sign to do that, though. That's the irony. <laughs> well, you're an Aries. <laughs> yes, I know. I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, because the reason why it's not necessarily that great an idea for Aries to do the first, third stage transition is because first stage Aries has big ego, and they need a little bit of humility. <laughs> so if they go from first to third stage, they may not always get that humility piece worked out the way that they would have if they'd actually at least had a bit of time spent in second stage. But mm -hmm. 
you know, everybody's got their own unique path and, you know, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> that makes sense. Do the first third stage and still, and are still a little blustery. <laughs> so yeah, it is rare. Crossroads are rare and therefore nobody should beat themselves up if they didn't make the crossroads or if they don't make yeah. the crossroads. Yeah, so. So you're not lesser than if you can't do no, the first no, stage. Because I know everyone's probably the competitors out there, the people that sure. think, you know, <laughs> I definitely true. didn't make my first third. Yeah, no, because the thing is, second stage, second stage sucks. I mean, you don't, you, you just don't particularly, uh, yeah. not fun. <laughs> but it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you that you do it or that you did it, because it does deepen us. I mean, it deepens our capacity to have compassion. It deepens our understanding of our inner nature and therefore the understanding of other people's. Mm -hmm. It's just like anything else in life. If you suffer and you struggle, you gain something from it. Yeah. It makes you more of, more of a person than you would be if you had it always easy. And I would imagine everyone chooses a journey that's best for them. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And it's also so important. One of the things the system can bring out is, is, is a sort of elitism of, oh, third stage people are better you know, and second mm -hmm. stage people are worse. And yeah. first stage people aren't even worth thinking about. It's not true. <laughs> Why'd you point that out too? Because yes, <laughs> but because the stages all have such different perspectives, our best relationships are going to be with people that are pretty much in the same stage that we are in. Yeah. A lot of conflict between second, third stage people and second stage people because their values are, are usually completely opposite. But the goal is third stage. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you look at a human lifespan, children are not inferior to adults. Yeah. They're just at a different phase in, 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 the, in the life cycle, and they have an incredible contribution to make in the phase that they're in. Mm -hmm. we, want to, we wouldn't want a world without children. <laughs> we, want to, we wouldn't want a world without elders. All yeah. of these stages have their, have their purpose. It's the same yeah. with the stages in the science. That's great. Well, that's Gemini.